welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio, where we share tried and tested ways to grow your brand and get more customers. Everything from the latest in marketing and branding, right through to growing your team and creating an irresistible culture. Hi, and welcome back to Basic Bananas Radio. Today, I am joined by Andrew Herbert, who is the founder of Remap AI. And we're talking about AI, in particularly how to use AI in your business to help you grow your business in regards to different marketing activities. So how can you automate and streamline some of your marketing activities? So let's jump straight in. Hey, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today on Basic Bananas Radio. More than welcome. Really, really glad I could be here. Yeah, me too. I'm really glad that, you know, we managed to <laughs> pin each other down. It's been a bit of a, a chuckle for both of us with meetings and, and kids and everything in between. So we, the joy we of made post-COVID it. life, right? <laughs> exactly. And I feel like we're keeping it real. You know, we, we, we're definitely honest about the, the juggle and you've got four kids under eight, I think you said. Yes. 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 So, yes. so we're keeping, and I've got a newborn, a five-week-old and a two-year-old and a crazy dog. I don't know if you have any dogs or cats. We, we do. We've got a dog as well. We thought wow. that, you know, four kids under eight and I've got a 17-year-old as well. So we thought that wasn't enough challenge. Um, yeah, so throw in a dog like, too. <laughs> like high performers, right? We're both high performers. <laughs> exactly. We like, we like a good challenge. And if it's not yeah. challenging enough, we make it harder just so we can practice resilience. <laughs> <laughs> we will talk about resilience another time, but today we're going to talk about AI. And I know, you know, everyone is talking about AI right now. I mm. was really excited to invite you, Andrew, because you are the founder of Remap AI. And what you do in your business is you use AI to streamline business processes. And what excites me about this conversation is that you are not just a techie person. You're actually a business person first. You've been running businesses for a long, long, long time. And you're really in the business of making AI relatable and practical for businesses. So how can we use AI in our businesses without it being too, excuse my French, wanky or, you mm. know, <laughs> or useless? You're making it super practical. And that's that's what I'm really excited about. I, uh, I got to pull you up there. I don't think I was French. I think that was a very technical term. Uh, you're absolutely <laughs> right, though. <laughs> the big focus is on practical functions. Yes, uh, my background is uh, I'm ex-military and uh, I've run businesses for from my own business for about the last 10 years. Um, and whilst I've had exposure to tech, uh, it's kind of been a passion and still it's started growing and growing and becoming more and more relevant in our own business. Uh, and then from there, it, it, it's become a thing. Uh, it's definitely become a thing in the last uh, six months. And given that we've been doing uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning actions inside our business and for other people for about the last three, four years now, uh, we've got a really good grasp of what's practical um, and what's functional. And uh, yeah, that's our focus to make, you know, big questions that we've got to ask ourselves whenever we're talking to a client about what they're doing is about, is it actually the best return on investment for the client? And, you know, AI is thrown around constantly at the moment. And I think that people forget or they just don't know that it's an umbrella term. It refers to a, a large range of technologies that, you know, that include some really exciting stuff, but also some things that just are a little bit far off into the future. Um, 
you know, so really from a business perspective, you should look at using a niche or an area of this and um, of these technologies. And I guess the ones that are at the forefront of our mind at the moment is, you know, generative AI, which is where the chat GBTs and the the llama models and so on that are being uh, rolled around amongst social media and a lot of the tech talks at the moment. Uh, the big thing about them is that they come from a concept called deep learning, which is a subfield of AI and machine learning. And so in, in short, that means that the, um, the area machine learning is a subset that focuses on enabling machines to learn autonomously. And when I say learn, I mean, they predict patterns. So like an algorithm um, and they understand how things operate in that context and they look at those patterns. And then deep learning looks at really complex patterns inside broad ranges of large sets of data. And so that's essentially where the generative AI is coming from at the moment. Um, there's a whole bunch of other emerging tech coming out, like the vision side of things um, and a whole bunch of the expert systems and you know, DALI just got released. DALI three just got released as well, which is a form of generative AI in the in the creative space. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty exciting space, but a lot of that is it's not really usable from a business context. Um, and we find a lot of clients get kind of caught up in the latest, as you said, the beta releases and things like that that aren't really practical to them. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what we do. That's where we come to and. We try to normalize it. We try to make sense of it for our clients and make sure they have an understanding of, so what does this mean for me? And it's one of the key questions we ask on a regular basis. So yeah. what does this mean? And I, to be honest, it doesn't need to be a complex process. Like in putting something in place, putting AI as, as a concept into a business doesn't need to be um, ridiculously concept, uh, complex or expensive. It can be really, really cheap. Uh, and really accessible to any business owner. Yeah, and we'll get into yeah. some practicalities there too. I would love to just quickly also look at maybe just a, a quick brief history because obviously right now everyone talks about AI and everyone is an AI mm -hmm. expert. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. you, yeah. something that you mentioned when we caught up earlier is that, which is you know so true, AI is not new. This is not something that is just that is just happening right now. No, it's, it's no, been that's around right. for a long time. Yeah, it's it's since the 50s, 1950s. So about 70 years, uh, been people working on machine learning or artificial intelligence in one flavor or another. Uh, the real prominence or the awareness in the media side of things, you know, over those years has kind of come out in the early 2000s. Uh, that's when things like Siri and um, Alexa have really started to come to the forefront. And then you've also got Tesla with their autonomous cars uh, driving concepts. Uh, that's really started to hit in that main media attention uh, as we started taking off with blockchain and other platforms like that, started amalgamating these emerging technologies. So we've really started to see over the last maybe 10, 12 years, this emergence of, emer of these technologies that have become prominent and that everyone starts throwing this word around a lot of it. Now, there's a lot of matured machine learning functions that are out there that can be really beneficial for businesses. And unfortunately, I mean, they're not new. They, they've been, you know, they're available through a variety of providers that now we're kind of running it with the flavor of generative AI. And it means that everyone's getting on board. But yeah, this, this isn't new. This is some really matured, robust technologies. Um, 
and it's it's becoming cheaper and cheaper as well. Yeah, and and I guess the the speed at which these <coughs> these you know new technologies are being developed and being made way more user friendly also is just exponential, which is mm. what makes it so exciting, but also daunting for many. And that's why it's good to have these conversations. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of people may feel as though you know the concept of AI has kind of crept up on us post COVID. You know, this these last what nine months or so, it's it's suddenly become this growing media spotlight and attention and you know that's that's kind of to be expected um if you look at generative ai for instance uh there's an organization called gartner and they release their gartner emerging technologies radar uh every year and on their 2023 radar they had generative ai about six to eight years away from impacting and it was a medium level impact uh six months later we have it here and it is disrupting a lot of businesses from an operational or an augmentation perspective. And in fact, there's another organization called McKinsey and they, again, consultants that track these technology changes and they released their reports in July. Um, and their report in July this year has generative AI on it and they map out the impact. But their report from last year didn't even have it as a facet of what they were looking at or what they were aware that was coming. So, you know, the everyday business owner like, ourselves understandable that you would suddenly see this massive wave of change and this uh coming out of left field that you just were not expecting um but you know it's about adaptability and about how fast you're willing to change and about how open you are to these these emerging technologies because to, to be frank this is a massive shift uh this is also a huge opportunity to really look at how we all do business and about how we can get the you know the the best bang for buck for ourselves and our companies. Yeah, and and it really is you know this is why we we're having this chat and also why we're running a boot camp, which I'll share the link in the show notes. Is because mm -hmm. it's it's now it's everywhere and it is it's it is almost like the saying I think in English is. You can't see the for you can't see the trees for the forest or the other way around. You can't, you can't see, see the forest for the trees. You can't that's see right. The forest yep. for the trees. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's that's what's a bit happening now too. It's 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 both overwhelming. There's so much, and what should you mm. use? And every day, someone talks about a new tech that has come out that you can do the same mm -hmm. thing that the one that was announced yesterday does. So mm -hmm. we will talk about that in just a minute, and I would love to hear some of your recommendations in terms mm. of what. Business Certainly. owners, small business owners should definitely play with. Before mm -hmm. we do, uh, maybe just a quick, a quick bit about governance. I know that you talk about that, and it's definitely not my strength to talk about governance. So I'll let you <laughs> share your thoughts about that. Certainly. Look, I, I think governance comes hand in hand with risk, and you know, as business owners, uh, whilst you may have tried to stay away from the emerging tech news, you would definitely know about some of the major hacks and cyber events that have occurred over the last 12 or 18 months, you know, looking looking at Medibank and others, Optus, that have had these breaches. Um, so as a small business owner, it's still crucial that you, we have some form of governance in place to ensure that we have policies about staff use of things, in particular something as powerful and disruptive as AI. So, yeah, definitely uh, something to look at. And you can actually reach out to a variety of organisations like the CSIRO, uh, here in Australia, and they've got uh, options and resources available to to use for small business to go out and look at ethical use of AI inside of you know, guidelines for business. And from a risk perspective, 
I mean, the major risks around this is that, you know, the use of AI is not compliant with legislation, which exposes you to potential fines or worse. And then also we've got these, you know, poorly planned integrations that can cause major disruption inside your business. You know, you're intending it to do A, B, C, and it does A, B, and D. And then all of a sudden you have a breakdown in, you know, engaging with clients or uh, fulfilling on an objective or, you know, your product suddenly doesn't work. Um, and then we've also got these emerging cybersecurity threats. Um, there's some platforms out there called Fraud GBT and Worm GBT. And uh, a note around this is that, you know, having looked at cybersecurity myself, cybersecurity threats are a business unto themselves. Um, this is not the stylized movie hacker in a hoodie in the mum's basement. This is a complex, sophisticated, matured business and larger organization that is global with call centers and franchises. So I can't stress enough that for every, you know, SME out there, small to medium enterprise is out there, there is, you know, potentially one, if not more of these opportunistic um, businesses that, that are out there as well, that are, that are there to make money by doing harm. That's horrible. It's it's so crazy. Like you know, I mean, you not to, to you know off go off topic here, but you look at the world and you really do question humanity. And then mm. you know, here this also in in our world, in the business world, it's just so crazy. Like what where yeah, are we right. heading? Well, that's an, a philosophical question which we'll ask all the time. I mean, with that, that's a whole other you know conversation, right? Cybersecurity and about you know the the depth of the dark web and what's available on there and how much we actually interact in you know, on the, on the visible web and what goes on there. And yeah, it's, it's definitely something to be aware of and in increasing digital space and, and the investment of time, energy, and effort into digital assets, like your brand, your systems, your data sitting online, it's really important to take this into consideration and whether you, you know, do some reading up yourself or whether you go and get a cybersecurity expert to come in and, and help make some advice. Uh, it, it's crucial. It's becoming increasingly more crucial. Yeah. So, so yeah, and we, we, we will have a cybersecurity expert coming in again. We already had mm. someone in the past. I think we need to do another one on that one because I personally probably don't take it seriously enough. And I know that we all need to take it super seriously. So, so we'll, we'll find an expert. We actually have someone in our program in the Clever Bunch who, who can help with that. So now to get super practical, what are some tools that you, or even some, you know, yeah, so I guess some tools and, and even how, your own insights into how to use some of these tools. Like, yeah, sure. Most people would be familiar with ChatGPT. Mm, yep, what are some yep. so, your practical tips? Sure. So, look, I mean, ChatGPT is the, the mainstream concept of, of generative AI. And a couple of key points around generative AI, if people are not quite sure whether this is a big enough deal to take notice of. Um, depending on who you talk to, which consultative body this is, this generative AI is worth as much as $4.4 trillion a year when the um, impact is matured. And looking at uh, the Australian economy, it's potentially delivered about $115 billion of value. Uh, and 70% of this will be through increasing in productivity uh, and 20% from improved quality. Um, from... A, so what can this do to us? Uh, 44% of workers' task hours have the potential to be automated or augmented through generative AI. 
And if you consider that an overlay with 80% of jobs can incorporate generative AI, this is a massive opportunity to change the way people do business, um, both from an operational perspective, creation of a product, and also marketing and, and content creation. Uh, so from, from my end, what we look at is we look at a three-step consideration of putting technology into a business. So we look at an off-the-shelf product, which is just go and buy a booking scheduler like Calendly or something like that and just immediately start sending all your clients to there to book their video calls with your phone calls or meetings. The The next level would be an automation option, which is connecting Calendly up through a platform like Zapier uh, into a another platform like a DocuSign to send out an NDA, for instance, before your meeting or your, your face-to-face. You know, and that automation... Uh, is there. It doesn't necessarily sound sexy, but you can plug in uh, Zapier or Make or another third-party platform that does automation into ChatGPT and generate some uh, some AI-based responses. And then the third one is a full complex AI application. And I've got to say, you know, that always costs more money, it takes longer, and it's always more complex than we initially thought when we're going into the project. So, you know, I feel the biggest gains for small to medium enterprise is looking at that Second level, that automation, uh, utilizing some existing off-the-shelf platforms with a platform like Zapier. Um, and some of those use cases would be something as simple as an email management strategy. So, you know, you can build this in about 20 minutes on Zapier. You can have Zapier monitor your email inbox and you can have whatever email body content comes in sent over to ChatGPT to summarize and classify what that email is about, and then bring it back and then send it out to your task management platform, whether that's Trello or just communicate the summary and the flags to you as a label uh, to you via Slack or whatever you know group environment you're working on. Uh, so yeah, even something as simple as that to monitor and manage your inbox is a really great use of generative AI. Um, and I know that's probably going to raise a couple of questions for, for users or for listeners in that, if you use the generative AI, sorry, the open AI's API, your data doesn't get consumed by ChatGPT for training their model. Uh, there's an opt-out on the API. Uh, so any automation function that you do, like through Zapier, your data doesn't get added into their data set. So something really crucial for businesses to be considered of, especially when you're looking at personal details. Um Look, ChatGPT4 is a fantastic platform, uh, especially, you know, given you've got to use the paid version to actually get number four, 3.5 Turbo, which is the free version, uh, really capable, really capable platform that can generate some fantastic outputs. And you can use that in a range of um, automations and it's considerably cheaper as well. So uh, we always look at when is it appropriate to kill a fly with a sledgehammer. And that's when we'll pull out GBT4. But the rest of the times we'll look at 3.5 where we can um, because it's faster and cheaper. Uh, some of the, the use cases, um, definitely content creation. Like the, the new rollout with Bing search on ChatGBT at the moment, you can put a headline in or sorry, a command in. It's something as simple as give me the 10 latest uh, news headlines for AI today and it'll bring you back those 10 you can just ask it, well, summarize item six and it'll give you a detailed summary of item six. And then you switch over and you just say, write me a blog. 
uh, entry about item six. You know, here's my brand. This is my target audience. Uh, this is what I want. You know, make sure you have a call to action at the end and hit send and uh, you'll get a blog entry that you can just tweak and finalize. And that'll take uh, a time myself about a minute 30 to be able to get a blog entry that is, you know, suitable to, to go and post on social media platforms. And then you can take that one step further now if you've got the, the paid version and you can use Dali and you can basically give it that content and say, make an image appropriate to this. Uh, and it'll give you an AI-generated image that you can then post out um, to make it relevant and unique in that sense. So, you know, some really, really uh, powerful function just to save time. And I've got to say that's what we focus on whenever we're talking about any form of integration or workflow is about saving time. We don't look at how we can make a 20% shift. We look at these 1% changes. We look at this a minute here and a minute there. How do we capture all this? Because the the compounding effect of that over the course of a day is huge. Um, and sorry, so back into no, other use that. cases. Yeah, we'll do more sorry. use cases, but I do want to quickly highlight this last one. Yeah. And because you basically just gave a whole process here that that is so practical for people. Quickly, I've got I've got ChatGPT for for the listeners. Do you think it's not really necessary to get four? You think three point five is good Look, enough? Fish? You- the 3.5 turbo is free, which is a great price, right? Um, so, you know, if you want to use 3.5 turbo, that's great. You won't get any functionality like the ability to browse the internet inside of it. So you'll have to do something manually yourself, like go into Google and type in top 10 AI news headlines. And then when it comes back with those news headlines, you then copy and paste them into, um, or you, sorry, you've got to select one for yourself that you like the look of. You go into that article, you copy the entire article and put it in a chat to 3.5. And then you say, write me a blog entry from that. So four enables you to do it inside of chat GPT itself and is a little bit smoother and faster, but you can do it manually by bringing the data into 3.5 turbo. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. So the process that you just outlined when, and I have one clarification mm. question, which is so great for people listening right now is, is basically the first step is you go into ChatGPT and you ask it to give you the best news headlines for right now. If, if you have that you, version. Yeah. If you've got browser being enabled. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's just really cool because then your article will also be super newsworthy, timely. Absolutely. So very relevant. Yeah. So, so that's the first step. Second one is you then say, okay, elaborate on number five, for example. Mm-hmm. Yep. Number, then number three, you say, okay, now write me a blog based on this mm-hmm. information. And then number mm-hmm. four, which is where I had the clarification question, you say then use Dar, did you say Darly? What's the software that you use to make an image? So, sure. So, Darly is the generative image creation. So, you can use D A L dash E and there's version two, which is free to use. And you can just go and browse that now. It's a text to image generation. Um, but DALI three is embedded inside of ChatGPT four as well. So you can take your blog and you can grab some keywords out of the blog if you want to, and you can go into the DALI, switch up your GPT four to DALI instead of the browse option. You say, make me an image and it'll, it'll generate four different examples of the prompt you've given it. Uh, in line with your, your topic and theme of your blog. And so you get this cool AI-generated image uh, relevant to the content you're creating, um, and it's unique to you. Nobody else has got it. It's it's incredible. It's, is it similar to Mid Journey? 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So that's all text to image generation. And the so DALI 3 is, you don't need to leave ChatGPT. DALI yeah. 3 is now native inside of ChatGPT. Uh, ChatGPT. It's just been launched in the last, I think it's about a week ago. That's clever. So you don't actually need a mid-journey subscription anymore? No, just the ChatGPT Pro subscription. Yeah, that's that's very smart on their part. That's that's a really useful and practical application here right now. Did you want to share another? We can maybe share one or two more examples. Sure. I mean, yeah. look, that's you know that's a really powerful um, content creation. Uh, obviously, and if you go and couple that along with something like Buffer, uh, you can go and schedule yourself a, a week or so of, of media content very quickly. Um, other use cases could be in the space of you know HR. So if anybody's thinking about uh, going out and uh, hiring for a CV, uh, sorry, for hiring for staff, uh, you can actually go out and you can copy your position description into ChatGPT and just say, here's the position description. And it, you give it to it and it goes, okay, I know that position description. You say, and here's a CV and just copy and paste the entire CV into ChatGPT and say, score them against this position description and tell me as to whether or not they're suitable. Include their strengths and weaknesses. And it'll assess the candidate's CV and cover letter against the position description and give you a grade out of 100 and against the five major position description requirements and it'll do it all automatically. And so instead of reading through all of these PDs against CVs, you can just get these summary document outputs and just be able to really rapidly understand uh, exactly who's, you know, the best candidates out of that. And that's that that's that deep learning component. That's that looking at the layer upon layer of data uh, that is then coming back to us and giving an assessment. So from a HR perspective, you know, that works really well. Um, from a critical path uh, development, so if, you're, if you've got a bunch of competing priorities or you've got a, a bunch of tasks that you need completed, you can actually give it into it and tell it, you know, give me the most time-effective, resource-effective outcome. And, you know, this is I'm – a, I'm a member of a business networking group called Entrepreneurs' Organization, and we're broken up into forums, and uh, that's a group of about six to eight individuals that get together monthly. And uh, every, in, in my chapter in Queensland, we have a quarterly competition. And um, I'm realizing, telling the story now, I'm probably shooting myself in the foot. So I hope that nobody listens to this from uh, from my chapter, but I'm sure they will. Uh, I went out and uh, the quarterly competition has a variety of tasks and community engagement activities that are all point scored. So I grabbed the entire competition matrix and gave it into ChatGPT. And I just said, give me the strategy to score the most points and win the competition. And it listed six activities that I needed to take. And it gave me the uh, the maximum possible points with no money spent uh, and the resource and gave me that critical path with the maximum impact. So you can do that inside of your tasks as well, your daily activities, your priority tasks. You can give it a bunch of information and tell, tell it, what do I need to focus on? And it'll give that back to you. Uh, you can also go out and do along those similar lines. You can use it to generate strategy documents, uh, content posting schedules, uh, blogging ideas. So if you want to have some blogs generated for your brand and your business, give it your website URL if you're relatively new or you're using Bing, uh, the plugin, and you say generate 10 blog ideas from this URL and it'll come back with 10 different blog ideas that are on your brand, on your theme, about your products and about your services. 
And then you can make it draft those blog ideas that all have call to actions and all are basically talking about your business and its content creation. So again, another really easy use uh, of, of ChatGPT in that instance to create amazing content tailored to you. Yeah, I, I love that. And quickly on the on the content creation, do you believe in training ChatGPT in your brand voice? And if so, how? Okay, so um, training is a term that's thrown around quite a lot. Um, and I've got a bit of an analogy around this. So, you know, to, to kind of make things a little bit easier to understand, AI is very similar to building a house. Um, so some key terms would use, you know, from the house itself is the model, then AI model. And, you know, in order to build that, we need a foundational algorithm. We need a foundational algorithm. Uh, that's the slab or the, what we've got to build on. And then we get this training data and they're the raw materials, the bricks, the mortar, whatever we're going to build the house out of, the wood, the, the iron sheeting. And we use that to train or build the model so it knows what it's about. Now, that building of a house is a really expensive process that can take a lot of time. That's the training of the model. Um, my preference is to renovate an existing house. Uh, that's called fine-tuning which means that you repurpose some of that house to give a little bit more specific use case. Or my absolute preference, and we built a framework to do this that we, we rolled out as an app to our clients, is an embedding concept. So that means essentially it's dynamic in the sense if you can change it every couple of minutes and you can move that around as you see fit. So um, the embedding strategy is actually what's sitting inside of ChatGPT at the moment, there is an area for you to enter custom prompts or custom data about yourself so that it knows about you uh, whenever it's um, going out and talking or generating that content. And so that's where you place that brand voice and that key value proposition and your call to action you'd like to use and anything around that sits inside that little module of information around embedding. So I would say that, yes, I'm a massive fan of giving the AI that information either via ChatGBT's uh, custom prompts or going out and using an embedding platform and loading your own website into the embedding framework and then querying that to be able to generate those prompts without sitting in the back end. So one of two ways. So, yeah, absolutely critical to go out and do that in order to generate all that content. Yeah, and, and I definitely am a big um, believer in the, you know, definitely also in the first option where you you use the custom prompts. Just super practically, would you be able to share with the listeners? It might be too complicated, you know, just on audio. Let them know where they can do the custom prompts with, where they can embed them. Yeah, I'll yeah, absolutely. So, so if you if you're in ChatGPT, um, in your settings area, um. When, sorry, when you click on your username, you bring up um, your subscription management, your settings. Uh, that's where you enable your access to Bing and Dali as well. Uh, but you've also got custom instructions. Um, and inside of that, it'll give you a bit of a prompt. It pops up and gives you a warning about what's going on. But then, you know, the first thing is what would, chat, what would you like ChatGPT to know about you to provide better responses? And that's where you put in your business, your brand voice, your values, your hobbies, your interests, subjects you can talk about, goals you have, what you don't want it to talk about, uh, anything goes in there. <laughs> and then in the next prompt down is actually where 
you uh, give it kind of a, a bit of a, a frame around how creative you want it to be, um, how formal, the tone that you want it to use. Um, how do you like to be addressed? Do you like to be addressed in first person or third person? Um, and how short or long the responses would be. So this is kind of the settings of the response. And the first one is kind of the theme of the response. Uh, and so that's where going into ChatGPT, that's where you'll find that. And that's where you'll set that up there. And you can save them in there. But my tip would be go and write yourself using ChatGPT some uh, themed responses, uh, some themes around yourself and save that either in a Trello board or somewhere like that uh, before you're about to do your content because we all slightly switch voices depending on our platforms and depending on who we're talking to and also the documentation we're generating. So you might have one, two or three different, you know, uh, voices or, or kind of briefs for ChatGPT to understand who you are and, you know, what you're trying to generate, I'd save them elsewhere and just swap them in and out as you need to. Yeah, and, and I love I love that. And I also love just, is, is that the custom only available in ChatGPT? Again, again, paid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can use, so paid plan, 20 US a month enables you to get a little bit more value out of, of ChatGPT. Uh, the free version, 3.5 Turbo, is uh, you don't have any option to browse the internet in, natively and you don't have any option for Dali. Three, but you still can access Dali 2 directly for free. You get about 20 credits a month, I think it is. You just got to go to Dali 2 as a part of the OpenAI um, organization. Yeah. 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 What, what I love about, you know, the, the custom part is I, I used to, when I only had, not only when I had ChatGPT 3.5, mm. I would always just brief it in terms of what's the voice, the tone of voice when I was writing. Absolutely. It. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. So you're right. You can we can pre-brief it. The thing about ChatGPT, whether it's 3.5 server or 4 or whatever model you're using, it uses a thing called context, and that's essentially the short-term memory of how much it can remember. Um, and you can pre-load it. So you can give it a little paragraph. You can go and write those little themes about yourself and the voice, and you can give it to it first off. And it might be, hello, I'm Andrew. I'm from Remap AI. I'm a AI operations consultant for businesses. Um, here's our catch line. Here's our contact details. Uh, I want to be professional, humorous, uh, and educational in my voice, in my tone. And I can have that saved as a little paragraph. And then every single time that I go into ChatGPT 3.5 Turbo, you know, I put that in and then a little line at the end going, do you understand? Are you ready for your next instruction? And just give it to it. And it knows it then. And it'll carry that through and drafting those, the, the articles inside of 3.5 Turbo. Um, and that again, a little bit of a, a manual process, but you can get the same value out of out of what it and you know what you're looking to achieve. Yeah, exactly. I do love also the whole you know in the, in that version in the paid version. I do mm. love the idea of just okay now you know she he knows already how we talk yep, that's and, right. and how yep. we you know how we operate. I don't have to train the machine again so that mm. I, quite, I, quite, I do mm. quite like that and look you can get huge value out of ChatGPT in the free side of things but it just has that little bit of manual side like i spoke about with generating the articles and browsing google and so on or you pay the the subscription fee and get that little bit more streamlined and you know that's their that's their value proposition that's that you get to save three or four minutes in every interaction and how much is that worth to you over the course of a month Love it. And super helpful, Andrew. Is there anything else that you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Oh, look, I'd just say that there are a variety of platforms out there um, integrating artificial intelligence, 
natively. So if you're worried about it, please, please, please just get out there and try and play with ChatGPT and others. But this is coming and you need to get your head around how to actually do this uh, inside your organization. Um, it's crucial, absolutely crucial. You understand how impactful AI can be and also uh, how easy it is for you to use on a daily basis and to take advantage of those gains. Yeah, it really is so easy. And and what I love, you know, I agree with Andrew and, and our call to action for you is just just start dabbling. It's it's a bit like mm. brushing your teeth. You know, once you start brushing your teeth every day, which hopefully everyone does here twice a day, three times a day, however many times, it's it's a, it's the same almost with this. You you start using it maybe once a week, and then suddenly like, oh, this was great. I'm gonna use That's it. Right. You know, I'm gonna use it twice a week. Suddenly right. use it every single day. It's your yep. for for you know how I like to look at it is that a lot of these tools and especially we talked a lot about ChatGPT. Mm. It's mm. your marketing assistant. You don't Absolutely. you know it's it's helping you on the side here and you mm. you mm. give it tasks to do every yep. day. Yep. And yeah, and you just start somewhere. And look, to start, you can reach out and ask. You've got amazing people like yourself out there, uh, myself, that that specialize in doing this to, to give suggestions on how to use AI. And if you don't want to do that, then ask ChatGPT itself. Ask the question, how can I use you? What can I do in my business? This is my business. What can I do? Yeah. Uh, and I think you'd be surprised by the response. Now, how can people connect with you on maybe LinkedIn, email? What, what would yeah, you like to share? Ab- absolutely. Look, uh, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, Andrew Herbert. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, I think I'm the only redhead uh, in, in AI you're at the moment. Old, no, so I just you're not, you're not that red. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then on an email wise, it's ah uh, at remap.ai. That's r e m a p dot ai. Um, yeah, very active on LinkedIn. Uh, don't be afraid of saying hello. I uh, try to post content on there daily and and create value for others where I can. Um, very big believer in in giving value. Excellent. You certainly do, and you certainly have today on Basic Finance Radio. I will link your LinkedIn and email in our show notes too. And as always, thank you, Andrew, so much for joining us today. And thank you to the listeners for joining this conversation. And would love to hear from you also how you're using AI, if there's any tools that you love. We will be sharing more tools, especially marketing-specific tools that you can use on an upcoming bootcamp. And again, that link will be in the show notes too. So thanks again. Thanks, Andrew. And thanks to the listener. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.